You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to 32 Fans in 32 Days. With me, as always, is Wheels Wienaker. Wheels, it's your favorite team's podcast today. I don't even care anymore. I I don't I don't think you about I don't think about you at all. Mad Men clip. Is that true? Because, you know, last year we both dismissed this team in the preseason. And then fast forward to like, you know, the end of November, they were nine and four. They were the number one seed in the AFC. Yeah, it's true. I I feel bad for the Patriots. They're like us now. They're they're with the Jets at the bottom of the AFC. (laughs) I have Rahmanus um, on though. All right, MJC is back, of course. Um, MJC, your Yankees were on pace to win 120 games, and they've cooled down a little bit, also. So I, I thought we agreed we're not going to talk about the Yankees on this podcast. <laughs> well, I just noticed the parallel of both of these teams: uh, incredibly hot starts, and then uh, you know at the wrong time I think of year. Like two weeks ago, you guys were whining about the fact that I might want to talk Yankees on the podcast, mm-hmm. and you demanded that there would be no Yankees talk on this podcast. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, there's nothing wrong with being the second best team in New York. All right, well, let's let, let's focus on the Pats then. You know, look, <laughs> Mac Jones, the fifth quarterback off the board in last year's draft and was easily the best rookie quarterback. And yes, you know, he won a game with just two pass attempts. But like the bottom line is with with not great skill position guys, he and Belichick took this team to double digit wins and, uh, you know, much better than Akiva and I expected. But then, you know, th- things got much worse, as I said, you know, at the end of the season and, and in the playoffs and like. I think that their stats were padded up a lot by running up the score against awful teams. And they, I mean, they looked better against bad teams than anyone in the league did. I mean, some of their scores were just like, you know, uh, you know, uh, video game scores last year, but they didn't look great against good teams. They get the blowout in the playoffs was, was, was like something else we've never seen. I mean, the, the bills were the first team in NFL history to not attempt a field goal, a punt or commit a turnover. Their drive chart was touchdown, 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 Neil touchdown, 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 Neil. Um, and so, you know, I don't know. Do you come into the season super pumped because of the first three months or a little bit worried because of the last month? Um, they definitely left a, a bad taste in my mouth. Um, you know, the they, they did not end the season very well. They got swept by Miami last year. Uh, that playoff game was just absolutely it was atrocious. But the last regular season game against the Bills as well, uh, which I believe was uh, week 16, this team just halfway through the season stopped making clutch defensive stops where they just they they would not make the clutch play. And really, when your offense is 
like a bunch of like I, I like our wide receivers, but they're all like you know wide receiver threes on most teams. Like I like Kendrick Bourne, but if Kendrick Bourne's your best wide receiver, you probably uh, your offense probably isn't that great. Well, it's weird because, you know, and I've mentioned this on a couple of the other episodes, I forget the order which we've been recording these, but like the Patriots are spending 70 million on their receiving core this year. The next highest team is the Jaguars at 53. So far and away the most money invested, but it's for Kedrick Board and Nelson Aguilar and an aging Devontae Parker, Jacoby Myers. Like this money is not going to good guys. And like, you know, Belichick not being good at, at, at selecting wide receivers has been a story for a long time, you know, basically since since Moss. And Welker and Gronk, I guess, another obviously dramatic exception. But like, what is the expectation here for Mac Jones? Because, you know, the the training camp stories have not been great about this offense. It's like, you know, you don't care because you're not a Red Sox fan. But in Boston, I don't know what was a worse July and August, the, the Red Sox uh, defense or the stories coming out of Patriots camp. For some reason, which I can't understand, Matt Patricia, uh, a defensive guy, um, his, his whole career, he's the new offensive coordinator. Josh McDaniels, whatever you think about him, as a head coach, like he's unquestionably a good coordinator, right? They had a top 10 offense last year. Sure. But Why did know, Belichick pick Patricia? Is this like a troll move? Is this like, you know, I'm Keith Hernandez. And uh, did you, you see that Alex, uh, the, the Patricia was calling, I think plays for one of the backup quarterbacks. And then I think judge was calling the plays for Bailey zap. The other, like they're literally taking turns based on who the players are. Uh, yeah, and then the I, think, I think, I think, I think Tom Curran asked Belichick, Oh, is that like an audition? And Belichick's like, no, like, I know we know what we're doing. That wasn't an audition. All right, man. Like, whatever. <laughs> so then what are they doing? Or is it just I, Belichick's arrogance and confidence? Yeah, I, I think I think there's a lot to that. Like, I um, uh, I read the Seth Wickersham book. Um, I just finished it, um, like, a, a month ago uh, about kind of the, the, the breakup of the – of belichick and brady and Kraft's role in it as well and just it, it really just seems that um bill thinks he's the smartest guy in the room and that you know uh, he really thinks that um he can run circles around these other coaches and do you think he still can in 2022 i i think he's still a good in-game coach i think he's not a good gm um so when you, you know, a, a, a lot of the talk on the, the coach ranking podcast, you know, you guys were saying, well, like, you know, he hasn't drafted very well, like his receivers aren't that great. Like, well, is, is that him as the coach or him as the GM? It, it, you know, I, I, I'm not sure. So it's a little bit of a LeBron situation. Yeah, a little, a, a little bit. A little, you know, he, um, you know, he's, he's committed to uh, his son being the defensive coordinator being like with the team and everything. So I, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't have like, maybe I'll talk myself into the team before the first game, but you know, right now, like I, I feel like I we're staring into a barrel of like an eight and nine, like an irrelevant season, but I, I don't know. Who knows? I'm usually, they I'm usually down on them in the preseason. And then, you know, I get smug when they win like four in a row. <laughs> The thing, Alex, uh, you know, when I had Belichick won over McVeigh and you didn't, the thing that I, um, you know, like researching the Patriots, like so they demolished seven teams last year, like you like you referenced before. They absolutely just destroy seven different teams. And I do think there's something where he finds 
a hole. He finds something or maybe multiple things wrong with the team, probably with a young or young coach or washed up coach. And and they figure out like, oh, they probably know going in like, oh, we're going to win this game 100 percent. And then sometimes they don't or it's a team with a good quarterback or better players like Buffalo and and they don't win or it's, you know, a mediocre team without it. And they're they're competitive. But I do think he is stable. I mean, still able to find the 45 seven against Carolina, 25 nothing against Atlanta, 25 six against the Jets, 54 to 13 against the Jets, um, it, it, 50 to 10 against the Jaguars. I mean, it's. 45-7 against Cleveland, 36-13 against Tennessee. It doesn't make any sense. Like th- it has to be that they are watching film and and uh, you know either figuring out the quarterback's cadence or when they're going to run, when they're going to pass. Like it just doesn't work because there's lots of other good teams and they weren't just demolishing everyone else the way the Pats were. And the Pats didn't lose uh by, by blow at any game except that the the weird week three um when they lost at home uh 28-13 to the Saints. They all their all their losses were competitive basically. This I, I'm ex- excluding the the end uh, season end Bills games. Well, no, the Colts yeah. the Colts game they were getting shut out to the fourth quarter. I, yes, but the momentum was definitely on their side in the fourth quarter before Jonathan Taylor uh, broke off yeah. like a very long run for a touchdown to win the game. Like, yeah, they they definitely have stretches where um, the defense is just coming up short. Where like McDaniel's is yes, inarguably like a great offensive coordinator. There were times where I would get annoyed with McDaniels as well last year where like he it, it, it seemed as if um he didn't trust Mac in a big spot uh to make a big pass they became like such a run heavy team last year where um like Damian Harris or Roger Stevenson were really the focal points of their offense as opposed to and it's funny that you say that um you know how much money they're spending on the receiver room and you know uh, with with the tight ends, John Smith was at nothing last year. Uh, Hunter Henry was healthy the entire season. Like, can you expect that again? Like, I, I have no idea. Um, but I, I feel like again they're going to uh, lean heavy on the run. Um, so we'll see. You know, they have changed on the offensive line. They have to depend on Trent Brown this year, which I don't love that idea. Uh, but I feel like again they're going to. Um, be a like a 60 40 run team and i think that might be like might that might be low it might be closer to like 70 30 and is that uh, who is that damien harris from andre stevenson rookie pierre strong i think i think harris is going to uh have the line share of the carries you know harris is really dynamic when he's healthy I, i think every season i think he's gotten nicked up a little bit and Ramondre stevenson's had to come in and you know uh you know, I, he, he's, he's a really, he's a really good back. He, he's up there with, you know, your Tony Pollard's where uh, if your, your main guy goes down, then I, I feel very confident with Stevenson uh, in the backfield as well. Uh, but, you know, hopefully Harris can stay healthy all year, but um, I don't know. Who is, who's going to be this team's leading receiver? Um. It's a good question. I, I, I think it can be born, which uh, it doesn't bode very well for the team. Uh, I, I think it will either be born, uh, but there's an outside chance that it is Myers. Um, I think if Hunter Henry is able to stay uh, on the field the entire season, I think he's going to be a popular red zone target as he was last year. He caught a lot of touchdowns last year. Uh, but if if I were to like make a bet on on – insert sports book here 
Uh, I'd probably say Kendrick Bourne uh, has the most catches on the team. Yeah, usually when a guy, you know, Henry had nine touchdowns last year. Um, you know, I would say don't be don't be the guy who drafts him in fantasy. Remember the the year Mercedes Lewis had eleven, the next year he had zero. Like, I think that's a little bit unsustainable. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I, I think Hunter Henry it has it has more skills than Mercedes Lewis does. Like Mercedes sure, Lewis yeah. is a jag, you know. Hunter Henry, yeah. You know, Although Lewis field, has been around, like Lewis has a dozen year long NFL career. You know, you got to respect that at a certain point. Sure, absolutely, absolutely, and. and Honestly, last year was the first season that Hunter Henry, I think, played in like more than 12 games in a season. So, you know, me saying if he stays on the field, like I, I you know, I'll believe when I see it. Yeah. Um, who, you know, pouring out for James White, uh, who who's the new third down back? Um, it's a good question. Um, maybe Pierre Strong. Um, yeah, I. I I, I think they're hoping that one of Harris or Stevenson will, uh, you know, kind of become the dump off guy. Um, but yeah, Pierre Strong, I, I, I you know, I, I think that um, I think he'll get a couple looks, you know, South Dakota stays, a, you know, shorter fella. I think he's the kind of guy that um, the Beltrick likes to try to incorporate into the offense. So. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'll have to see more from him. It's weird that they have like uh, a locked in running back for the first time in a while. Like, you know, Harris is the number one. It's, yeah, it's, right. Uh, Ramondre is there. Ty Montgomery is still on this team. He's uh, still in the league. He's still in the league. <laughs> yeah. I, Ty Montgomery, I think, is is going to be on all 32 teams before he's done. Um, yeah. The strong fourth round pick. Don't have uh, don't have a huge take on him because I did not watch any South Dakota State last year. Uh, he's old, but he's fast. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I, I, but I will give you I will give you a take on one of the rookies. I like Tyquan Thornton at Baylor. Their offense was like a little funky, but um, I do think he has a chance for a second round pick. And I know they never hit. They never, ever, ever hit on on the receivers. But yeah. I, I do think uh, uh, he's decent. Uh, Cole Strange was uh, kind of a shocking first round pick. He was uh, right. That was the video where McVay was laughing. Well, but hold on. Even before we get to to that pick, which, you know, it was shocking to spend a first rounder on, you know, on this guy out of Chattanooga. But like, why the fuck did they give away Shaq Mason to the Bucks for nothing? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, you know, it's like the reason they took strange is because they had a hole in their lineup. The reason is because they had a Pro Bowl guard and they traded him for a fifth round pick. And then they spent a first round pick on a guy who, in your dreams, best case scenario, he could be as good as Shaq Mason. I just, I don't understand any of that. Yeah, you know, I, I think they're definitely going to, um, they're definitely going to miss uh, Mason on the on the line. And, and I guess, like, you know, Belichick always has the um, reputation of, oh, he'll trade a guy before you know he becomes. Uh, uh, you know, either uh, a cap hit or someone who has completely lost it. And, and there are times where, you know, it's worked out where I, I think that when, after he traded like Logan Mankins, I don't think like he did much of anything, but for all those, there are the, the Chandler Jones is out. But like Chandler, Chandler Jones had, was, you know, pretty good in, in New England gets traded to uh, Arizona. And he's like one of the best edge rushers in the game where I, I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, is, is it going to be more like the Nate Solder where like, he plays way out of the in New York and the Giants or um, I don't know. I, 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 I don't 
understand it, but maybe he knows more than I do. Yeah, let's hope. Did you guys, you know, we're recording this a few days early. Uh, last Wednesday, um, the the Patriots and Panthers had a joint practice and a fight broke out. Christian McCaffrey got knocked to the ground. A fan was injured. Yeah, it got, get a little, gets getting a little chippy. I had forgotten, by the way, that uh, last year, the whole, um, you know, after Carolina and New England played, uh, or Mac Jones had like the tackle on someone's ankles and like all the Carolina players were pissed. So I, I think they're like, they're low key, like do not have a good relationship. I think they, I'm not that surprised that it's gotten chippy. The oh so yeah so talk about the, as have they have they talked about strange at all of the beat reporters that people said like oh he's no, looks like he knows what he's doing because I know they've had a lot of offensive line problems all all um, training camp right getting everyone in order and and being able to block for Jones and the backups has has as strange said oh yeah he's uh you know we get it or or is he struggling yeah you know I I don't think there are a lot of positive reports uh, out of past camp right now. Um, I, I, I think, uh, you know, he's got a lot to prove. I think that he, um, it, it's going to take a while for um, him to get full trust in, you know, in, in the organization. And uh, yeah, it's, it, it, it was a surprising pick for sure. And, and I, I, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that like I, um, I'm a great talent evaluator of offensive linemen in, in college football. Like I, you know, I, I didn't know who Cole strange was before he was drafted for sure. Um, but like, I, I don't, I don't know a lot of the, the, the linemen who get picked and I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a wait and see, I guess. Um, so there, when it comes to their defense though, I, I think that, you know, uh, they, so they lost JC Jackson, um, via free agency or a trade I think it was free agency um and Malcolm Butler yeah, I, I understand not signing him to a huge contract but I thought he, he might have been worth franchising because he's very very good and now they have a big hole there they do I think they're unfortunately gonna have to be counting on uh Jalen Mills and you, know, you can ask any uh Eagle fan how that's gonna go uh so right now it looks like they're starting uh corners are gonna be Jalen Mills and Terrence Mitchell uh yeah, I think that's uh, I think it's going to be tough. Uh, I think uh, I think Jawan Williams just went down also, so I, I think they're going to I think they're going to struggle there. Um, you know, McCordy is how old now? <laughs> I think his his twin brother's been out of the league for like five years now, but he's yeah, still Bergen, Bergen County Zone. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so yeah, so I, I think that they still have guys on the defense like you know Judon that can make a play. Uh, Josh Uche, you know, looked pretty good at times last year also, and you know Godchow is a good nose tackle. And I, 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 I'm worried though because I think that this defense really fell apart in the second half of the season, and they are not better. They are definitively worse than they were um, last season. So I, 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 I this might be. Uh, um, this might be a tough year for them defensively. Well, you know, look, they're obviously not as bad as, as they looked, uh, you know, against the Bills. But yeah, but but they're but they're not as good as you know the top five regular season defense. And if if they're not, if if it's if if it's not defense, if it's not offense, like what what is this team built on? Yeah, you know, I, I think that. Um, so 
I, I will say, you know, you, you, you mentioned, oh, they didn't really have any great wins last year. Um, you know, the, 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 build, the game in Buffalo where Mac threw three passes, like that was just wonky. It was a weird weather game. And that was just, I, I think their best win last year uh, was uh, beating the Chargers in LA. And that was another game where it really looked like for two and a half quarters that it looked like the Chargers were going to run away with it. Um, but, you know, uh, they, uh, uh, the pass just made some like clutch defensive plays, made some, some really, uh, so, so it made uh, um, Herbert make some mistakes and they just really were a more cohesive team uh, at the time than the Chargers were. And I think that's probably going to win a lot of games too, where I think that they, um, you know, I, I think that they they can be scrappy. I think that they, a lot of these players uh, are battle tested. I think Mac will um, make a, a, a step forward in the second season. I think that going, those are the things they're going to do well. I think they're going to win some games that they have no business winning. And then they're going to lose some games where like, you know, I, I, I'm there. It's going to like keep me up or I'm going to have to like go for a drive afterwards. <laughs> so, so what is like the long-term prognosis for this team then? If they're sort of treading water, I mean, you know, well, Belichick is 70. How much longer is he going to be around? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, so Belichick has always said, and you know, that he mentions that they mentioned this a lot in the, in the work of sham book. Uh, but he's always said he doesn't want to be Marv Levy and he doesn't want, but like, you know, how, how, how much longer does he have to go on before he like becomes Marv Levy? You know what I mean? Where, where he's just like the old man who's, who's lost his fastball that, you know, the, the league is kind of catching up to. Marv Levy, um, by the way, 97 years old, still going strong. <laughs> Good for Marv. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure. Him. I'm not sure what he means by he doesn't want to be Marv Levy. Um, you know, he went six and ten in his final season, of course, but each of the previous two years they went ten and six. Yeah, so. I, I think he just means like he doesn't want to be like eighty years old, like patrolling the sidelines. Yeah, well, Marv retired at seventy-two. Uh, yeah. Belichick's already seventy, so that means yeah. So that's why I say like he says he doesn't want to be Marv Levy. Like he's kind of running out of time if he doesn't want. You know, if that's if that's if that's the case. He's he's. Um, He's the second oldest coach in football behind Pete Carroll now, I think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I, I you know, I, I can see it being the twilight of his career. But, again, his, like, almost his hand-picked successor uh, is now going to be coaching the Raiders. And who knows how successful that McDaniels is going to be there. And, um, you know, I, I who knows if he's going to stay there very long. But you know it's 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 not a great sign that he is passing over the keys to the offense to uh, you know two people who <laughs> fan bases of the teams they coach like couldn't have run out of team quick enough. Where you know you ask any Giant fan when you think of Joe Judge, they're like laughing in the face. You ask any <laughs> Lion fan when they think about Matt Patricia, they're mocking endlessly. So. Uh, I don't know. I, we, I I do not know what the succession plan is uh, for for Bill. Maybe it may, maybe he's hoping it's Steve, but I, I I have no idea. Um, Alex, you want to play the schedule game with Mike? Uh, yeah, sure. We can play the schedule game. Uh, he already said only eight or nine wins. Um. Week one at Miami, a place that has uh, given the Pats trouble, even in good seasons. Yeah, it's a loss. Oh, wow. Very quick. And then week two at Pittsburgh. Uh, 
I think they can be Pittsburgh. So I think I'm going to give them a win. All right. Uh, then they come home. They face Baltimore. Uh, I'm going to give them a win. All right. So two and one, a couple of wins yes. over the the decent teams in the AFC North. And then at Green Bay in week four. Uh, as a loss. Okay. So uh, four, uh, two and two after week four. And then this is the easiest part of the schedule the next month. Uh, it starts in week five at home against Detroit. Uh, that's a win. All right, three and two at Cleveland and, and Jacoby Brissett, former friend. That's a win. That's All right, win. four and two. Um, could they sweep the AFC North? Um, and then Chicago in week seven on Monday Night Football. Uh, I think they will lose to Chicago. At home, lose to Chicago Monday Night Football. Wow. Yes. They do. Are, you, are you high on Justin Fields or something? Or, um, I I, I think Fields will, will I think Fields will be okay. You know. Some of these bad teams that are going to only win like three or four games, like need to win three or four games. Yeah, point, you but know? beating up the bad teams is, is, you know, usually what, as we've said, what Belichick has succeeded. Okay, so four and three, and then they play the Jets in New York in week eight. Uh, I think they beat the Jets. All right, so five and three, and then the last game before the bye against the hated Colts at home. Uh, win. All right, so six and three going into the bye. So a uh, sort of a repeat of last year. Things are looking pretty good. Yep. Um, and then you start uh, after the bye at home against the Jets. You need two weeks to prepare to try and get a sweep of the Jets. Yeah, I think they'll, I think they'll be the Jets. Yes. All right, so seven and three. Things are looking very good. <laughs> Cocky MJC. Of course. Um, and then, um, yeah, things start to get a little bit tougher. Uh, short rest on a Thanksgiving night game at Minnesota. I think that they beat Minnesota Thanksgiving night. Oh, wow. So eight and three. <laughs> All right. Very cocky MJC. Yes, and then yes. they have a week rest and another Thursday game against the Bills at home. That's a loss. Okay. So eight and four. Then they go to Arizona on Monday Night Football, which means they have 11 days to prepare for this one. At Arizona is a loss. Oh, and they lose anyways, eight and five. And then they go at Las Vegas six days later, Sunday Night Football. Four straight uh, night games for the it's, Jets. It's a loss. It's for, a the, loss. for the Patriots. Eight and six. Oh, wow. Eight and three to eight and six. Then they come home to face the Bengals. Can they sweep the AFC North? No, it's a loss. Eight and seven. Wow. Um, so from eight and three to eight and seven. Yeah, not so cocky anymore, I guess. And then uh, on New Year's, you play Miami at home. Uh, they'll win that. Okay, nine and seven. And then at Buffalo in week 18, possibly a playoff berth on the line. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give them a win there. Oh wow! Okay, so th- those are co- so you got some impressive. I mean, some shocking losses like at home to Chicago, but some good wins. You know, in Minnesota, in Buffalo, um, in Pittsburgh. Overall, ten and seven, probably in the playoffs. Then, right? Yeah, you know, I, yeah. What what's their what's their number? Akiva? is it eight and a half? Eight and a half. Yeah, because eight and a half. I I I do wonder if they'll allow a perfect game again in the playoffs this coming year, or you know, <laughs> maybe they'll get one. Maybe they'll get a stop on defense at one some point. <laughs> just you one know, stop I, I mean i i can only, I can only dream <laughs> it is amazing we really you know you could look back at that game but you they didn't punt they didn't kick a field goal nope. they didn't turn the ball over nope. they also like didn't really have a bad play like they ran for like eight yards of carry and it was it was basically like a like madden on rookie mode like there was not one play basically the whole game the, i mean the defense wasn't perfect but offensively uh you know pretty remarkable yeah yeah uh, it was <laughs> it was a tough set it's tough sit for me, probably. I'd, uh, I'd like probably if my you team were got to the playoffs. People, you know, you were calling people. Hey, turn this game on, man. If is, uh, if the Jets the got to the playoffs, but didn't year... get a stop, I'd sign up for that. Well, is the bigger focus this year 
making the playoffs or making sure the back Jones is the QB of the future? Um, that's a great question. I, I think that they, I, I, I think they, 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 they go hand in hand where I think if they do make the playoffs, I think that they, uh, would be like pot committed to, to, to Mac Jones. Um, yeah, I, I think that Mac does a lot of things really well. Um, you know, he's not, you know, he's never going to win an MVP. Like he's never going to be like, you know, Drew Brees or Aaron Rodgers. but I, I think that he, um, does a good job taking care of the football. I, I think that there's been a lot of Mac Jones slander on these, on these podcasts. Um, you know, people, uh, making jokes about the fact that he doesn't throw deep, uh, which, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see, we'll see, uh, who's laughing about, about Mac Jones at the end of the, at the end of the year. It might be everybody else. And I might be like, you know, praying that, uh, that, uh, <laughs> New England trades up for a quarterback, but well, you know? started the podcast by saying the Pats might win eight games. And then when we did the schedule game, they were eight, eight they had one, eight games to week 12. So. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, who, 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 who the hell knows? But <laughs> By the way, Alec, uh, breaking news, uh, Joe Klecka of the Jets is going to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, oh, you, you've been advocating one of for that for a while. Uh, the Jets beat writers, really. Listen, I never saw Klecko play, um, or maybe I did, but, uh, it, it, you know, at the very end of his career. He um, he allegedly had 20 and a half sacks in 1981, so that uh, he, he had a big year. But, yeah, maybe he was very good, but maybe not as, uh, not as long of a run. But the Jets beat writers have been, you know, uh, pushing for him for a long time. Uh, MJC, we got a couple minutes left. So, can sure. you give us can you give us a baseball prediction? Can how do you think that the Yankee season will end? Uh, so well, I assume uh, that you're rooting for the Twins to win the AL Central so that you can uh, sweep them right in the in the playoffs again. Yeah, I mean, it's not like the Guardians really scare me at all either. Um, Fair, but they, they have beaten you before. <laughs> sure, sure, yes, not 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 in a not not in a while. Um. Yeah, you know, right now, uh, the New York Yankees do not bring me any joy. Uh, I am last, I, the last couple of days. So, so thankfully, I've been very busy this summer. You know, I, I was in, I was in a musical. I went away on vacation and the, 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 the guy like was like a cord cutter. So I couldn't watch any. So I haven't watched a whole lot of, uh, Yankee baseball recently, which is a great thing, uh, for my sanity. Uh, but they're like a mess right now. They're, they're, they're pretty unwatchable. Um, I'm really glad that they got off to such a historic start because they kind of have some cushion. Uh, I think they're still like nine games, nine games up in the division. Uh, you know, Yankee Twitter is just, you know, people just give up immediately. And, you know, if you ask Yankee Twitter, like they'll all say they're going to miss the playoffs completely. I said, well, that, that's ridiculous. Like they're probably still going to win the AL East. Like they're going through a really bad stretch now, but. You know, uh, they just called up some guys, so hopefully there's a little bit of a spark plug. I, I think that the Mets are never going to lose another game. I think they're going <laughs> to win every regular season game and sweep the playoffs. And, uh, you know, everyone will be talking about uh, the 2022 Mets all year. Yeah, I don't know. It, the, the most frustrating <laughs> thing in the world is being in the NL East because the Braves have somehow, like, brainwashed all their players to take, you know, $12 contracts. Right. And so now they, they have like every guy they bring up is like is, you know, basically uh, a superstar. Well, what the Braves are doing, they're calling up double A guys and like locking them up. So like Michael. Hanks yeah, they get one like hit. And it's like, all right. And I'm like, yeah. Wait a minute. It is. But these guys, I mean, it didn't work for Chicago as much as maybe people thought it would. But 
yeah. it is. Uh, meanwhile, it, meanwhile, Aaron Judge is going to hit 58 home runs this year and be a uh, San Francisco Giant in in <laughs> February. So no, you guys will resign him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the way, uh, Alex, it is kind of interesting. Nobody really talks about this because people only really care about their own baseball team. The Rangers fired John Daniels today and and promoted Chris Young, who's already the GM. Chris Young was still playing baseball in 2018. It is crazy. Basically, <laughs> I went in less than three years from being a pitcher to a GM. Like usually that's a well, Ryan uh, Fitzpatrick. Thought, Houston thought, almost thought, hired him as a coach. No, but in baseball, there's really usually like a learning curve. No, it is kind Ryan of remarkable. Deli, uh, you know, was a manager. Manager. Very, very... No, not to manager. The front office. Usually you have to like put in oh. years. OK, like grizzled old guys. I don't know. I thought you were talking about Chris B. Young, which would have been surprising because he is like calling games for Apple now to like just get like a front office job. Yes. All right, Alex, Akiva, By the time yeah, this comes out, how many how many home runs does Brett Beatty have? Who? Uh the Mets uh, a third base prospect. They just called up. What's his name? Brett Beatty. B a t y. Oh, what are you using my Beatys now? <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.